What's up, everybody? Welcome to JFOD News. How are we doing? An evening edition. I just keep like to uh, I like to keep confusing my followers, the people who are kind enough to be in the live stream, to when I'm going to do these things. Need to get more consistent with my time. Um, hopefully, I will. Hopefully, some folks will find the chat. If not, I understand. Uh, we got a lot to get through. Doing multiple articles uh, tonight, all from the Defender, which is the Children's Health Defense uh, news publication. Children's Health Defense is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, site and everything like that. And it's, uh, and yeah, a lot, a lot of important work there, a lot of good stuff. Um, we're going to be covering a lot of the stuff about, um, vaccine uh, mandates, some stuff about passports, um, how people uh, and college campuses feel about all the restrictions they have to deal with. Basically, I'm covering a lot of stuff that is pushing the limit of what I can talk about on the uh, GooTube, if you will. So hopefully I will be okay there because, you know, there are certain topics they don't like to cover. Um, all right. Some folks in the chat already. Nice. Rob Antico. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited for this stream. How are you doing, Rob? Thanks for being here. Appreciate you very much. Um, like I was saying, we're doing all articles from the Defender. So we got three articles. We got as protests erupt, some countries backtrack on COVID mandates while others double down. Be pretty interesting. Then we got parents of college kids fed up with shut up and comply mandates. And then we got UK ends vaccine passports, mask mandates as prime minister faces calls for resignation. So we're going to try to get through all of that. Uh, the articles are are lengthy, but uh, not as lengthy as some of the ones that I've done. So hopefully we can get through this in around uh, an hour. Um, so that's the plan of action. Um, yeah, man. Uh, unless there's anything else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you guys want to connect with me, I always forget. Um. Uh, yeah, if you want to connect with me, go to jfodnews.com. You can get on my newsletter list. I just sent one out a couple days ago. Another one will be coming out in a week or so uh, with some exciting news. And uh, yeah, that's the best way to connect with me. Cool. Rob says, finish up my work and wear headphones. Nice. Sounds good, my man. I appreciate it. Um, let's get into it. We are streaming on Rockfin. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com is a great YouTube alternative platform with no censorship. If you want to check that out, there's some really great content coming out of Rockfin. Um, also, I'm streaming on right now Twitter and YouTube. So that's where I'm at. I hope to be adding more locations soon like uh, Odyssey and BitChute and other places. Um, but I haven't gotten around to doing that yet. So without further ado, let's get into some of these articles. First one, I'll pull it up right here. Um, as you can see, again, it's entitled as protests erupt. Some countries backtrack on COVID mandates while others double down. Yeah, it's very interesting. Some countries are rolling things back. Not exactly sure why. I'm cynical about it. Uh, but happy to see it while other countries are doubling down and getting even more draconian. So this article is kind of just a, uh, it's a wrap up. It's a, uh, sort of summation of what's going on in a number of places in Europe. And it is, um, 
from January 14th. So five days ago, um, still very relevant. And it is by Michael uh, Nevradakis, who is a PhD. Uh, and you guys can see this image here. This is uh, a lot of people at a, uh, at a massive protest for something. Um, here we go. As protests grow in EU countries and worldwide against COVID-19 vaccine mandates and so-called vaccine passports, some countries appear to be backtracking or at least harboring second thoughts about enforcing such measures. Some policymakers point to evidence COVID is here to stay and we need to live with it since Omicron is similar to the common cold or seasonal flu. Others appear more willing to accept natural immunity in lieu of vaccination. Okay, all things that are highly reasonable to me, us realizing and following the science that Omicron is similar to the common cold or seasonal flu, and also that natural immunity is robust and lasting, and let's be honest, uh, longer lasting and more robust than these vaccinations that you have to get every six months, uh, or, as, or as Italy is contemplating every four months. Unbelievable. Still, other governments are digging in their heels and moving forward with punitive restrictions on the unvaccinated. Here's a look at the latest shifting policies outside the U.S. So it's interesting for us to see what's going on in Europe, because sometimes things in Europe happen a few weeks or a month or so or six weeks before they start to happen in the States. So we can see what's going on there with what countries are doing what and then maybe extrapolate what might be happening in the States. Also, the second article talks about colleges in the States, and uh, that's what we're doing. So first, <clears throat> excuse me, we got Austria citing technical complications, quote unquote. They won't enforce mandates until at least April. Austria garnered much attention in November of 2021 when it became the first country in the world to impose an all encompassing vaccine mandate for its entire adult population and minors 14 years old old and up. This mandate set to take effect in February would be accompanied by fines of up to 3,600 euros per quarter. To that end, Austria recently reported, uh, reportedly began hiring headhunters to track down those who continue to remain unvaccinated. The mandate has resulted in frequent large-scale protests against the mandate, as well as political movement opposing this policy. So, yeah, there have been massive protests, and maybe that is moving the needle. It's nice to see. An open letter recently sent to Austria's interior minister, uh, Gerhard Karner, signed by 600 police officers, also expressed opposition to mandatory vaccination. Holy shit. Could you imagine the police in the U.S. signing something like that, saying that they're not going to enforce vaccine passports or something like that? Oh, God, I would love to fucking see that. Um, this opposition may be having an impact recently, the first, the firm responsible for the technical implementation of the mandate announced that due to technical complications, the mandatory vaccination law cannot be enforced until at least April. This news came amidst calls in Austria that the mandate should be reevaluated in light of the spread of the Omicron variant. Okay. So. The very, very draconian stuff that Austria has coming down the pike, at the very least, has been delayed till April, and we'll see what happens between now and then. Let's see if anybody else got into the chat while I was starting off. Oh, cool. We got some more people here. What's up? Oh, Juliet Nickel, what's up? Looking forward to the evening stream. I need to uh, catch you over on Rockfin. Yeah, please do. Very cool. 
and thanks for being here. Um, this is, uh, like I was saying, this is an article as a roundup of different COVID restrictions in throughout Europe, which ones are being rolled back, which ones are being doubled down upon. Um, so we move from Austria to Germany. Germany is struggling with the mandate implementation. The support is not unanimous. Similar concerns over the feasibility of rapid implementation of a vaccine mandate have been raised in Germany, which has also molded the implementation of compulsory vaccinations and has already approved such a mandate for healthcare workers. Yeah, and so did the U.S. did that too. I mean, yeah, it's like we feel like it was somewhat of a win in the uh, the Supreme Court knocking down the uh, the uh, saying the OSHA laws were unconstitutional to uh, force big businesses to get everybody businesses with over a hundred employees to, that to mandate vaccination. Uh, but they still did mandate it for healthcare workers, which I just think is, is, uh, is really messed up because I think that people should have autonomy over their own bodies, whatever. Okay. Um, in December, 2021, Germany's ethics council also gave its stamp of approval for vaccine mandates. Nevertheless, concerns have been raised in Germany that parliamentary debate and subsequent technical implementation of a, a vaccination database cannot be completed before June at the earliest, calling into question the feasibility of the mandate in light of rapidly changing conditions. OK, so they can't even roll out till June. I mean, I mean, I don't like that. The only reason that these things aren't happening is because of an inability to roll it out logistics wise. I think that these things are just uh, a priori against uh, human rights, uh, personally. Uh, but I mean, it is it is certainly something. Um, such hesitation comes despite renewed calls. Such hesitation comes despite renewed calls from German President Frank Walker Steinmeier for an immediate full parliamentary debate on a potential vaccine mandate, and from German Chancellor Olaf Scholz for COVID vaccines to be mandated. So they're still pushing forward. It's just they're dealing with technical issues. This is messed up. Similarly, German health minister Karl Lauterbach recently su suggested vaccine mandates, not natural herd immunity stemming from the rapid spread of the Omicron variant, which he described as dirty vaccination, represent the only way out of the crisis. That is absolutely ridiculous. So they're now they're trying to not only marginalize uh, natural immunity. But then when they talk about natural immunity, it's being rebranded as dirty vaccination. What is wrong with these people? They have an agenda. And I think it's pretty clear what that agenda is. In November 2021, Lauterbach's predecessor, Jens Spahn, publicly predicted that by the end of the coming winter, everyone would be, quote, vaccinated, recovered or dead, end quote, due to the Delta variant. Yeah, great prediction, dude. Soon thereafter, in December 2021, U.S. President Joe Biden made a similar warning, predicting a winter of, quote, severe illness and death for the non-vaccinated. Despite these public proclamations from German politicians, though, recent reports suggest support for a vaccine mandate in Germany's three-party governing coalition is far from unanimous. Nevertheless, some localities in Germany are moving ahead with their own innovative means of confirm, confirming individuals' vaccination status. The city of Saarbrücken will soon launch a system where individuals who received a COVID vaccine or who have recovered from infection can voluntarily wear a colored wristband to indicate their status. What the fuck, man? 
unreal. So some sort of voluntary reverse yellow star situation. That is weird. And with the social pressure to do it, people will wear these things and proudly so because of how much they've been brainwashed by media and government and public health officials. Crazy. All right. Now let's move on to Greece. Greece pushes ahead with a 60 plus mandate policy threatens fines for unvaxxed. Okay. It looks like Greece is not rolling things back. Greece was one of the first countries in Europe to implement implement a vaccine mandate for a portion of its general population when in December 2021, it imposed such a policy for everyone aged 60 and over. The policy is set to take effect January 16th. So it just took effect a few days ago with fines of 100 euros per month levied against anyone who doesn't comply. Despite this policy, which has received broad and highly sensational media attention in Greece, Hold a second. So they get fined 100 euros per month. Now, that's money. That's real money, especially in Greece. That is real money where I think the average pensioner makes seven or eight, gets seven or 800 euros for the entire month. So 100 euros being levied against anybody that's not uh, complying is real money. Despite this policy, which has received broad and highly sensational media attention in Greece, and despite the burden the policy would place on pensioners in a country where the average pension is just over, I was right, just over 700 euros per month, a significant number of individuals 60 and older appear to have opted to remain unvaccinated. Good for you. Your body, your choice. Bodily autonomy. Also, are we going to have to get vaccinated indefinitely forever, ever, every six months indefinitely? Is that like the rules now? Um, because these vaccines wear off and don't even work? Whatever. They don't stop transmission. They don't stop infection. Possibly they reduce uh, severity of illness, but that's not even necessarily proven. Whatever. I'm really aiming for a strike here, aren't I? All right. A YouTube strike, that is. In late December 2021, it was reported that 400,000 people in this age group have not received the COVID vaccine. In a televised appearance on January 11th, Greek government spokesperson Giannis Oki Omawu stated that I messed that up, stated that 200,000 people aged 60 and over have gotten vaccinated as a result of this mandate, touting this as a big success. Yeah, as a big success, as a coercive tool to make somebody go against their own their own best interests for their own body. Way to go. Huge success. However, this would suggest approximately half of the relevant population in question had chosen to remain unvaccinated despite that looming threat of a financial penalty. It is perhaps for this reason the Greek government reportedly froze, quote unquote, froze any further discussion of expanding the mandatory vaccination policy to those aged 50 and over. While it has been suggested, the measure is unconstitutional and may eventually be struck down judicially. I hope that it is struck down judicially. However, despite rumors that the enforcement of fines against individuals 60 and older who have not been vaccinated would be postponed, Greece's far-right interior minister, Makis Veridis, announced the policy would be enforced as originally planned. Interesting. You got people on the far right and the far left being just as authoritarian as each other when it comes to, uh, to COVID uh, policy. Nevertheless, the Greek 
government will now extend existing measures, which include a midnight curfew and ban on music for dining and entertainment venues and a 1000 spectator capacity limit at sporting events for at least an additional week past the original sunset of January 16th. Okay, just let's just talk about how nonsensical the uh, the restrictions are a curfew like at midnight, like uh, the like the um, like the the virus can't can't trap can't you stops can't starts starts traveling after midnight or something like that. That's when it's that's when people can get that's when people can catch it. It doesn't make any sense. It's not like there's a time on it. Um, ban on music for dining and entertainment video venues. Yeah, you can still have a thousand spectator capacity limit at a sporting sporting events. It doesn't make any freaking sense. Let's see what we got here. Anybody else in the chat hanging out? Cool, cool. A couple more people joined in. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Okay. In the Balkans, protests lead to standstill on mandates. All right. Major protests against the so-called Green Pass or vaccine passport took place recently in both Bulgaria and Romania. Okay. In Bulgaria, protesters on January 12th stormed the parliament building in opposition to the Green Pass and other restrictions. Green Pass, that is like a vaccine passport. They call it the Green Pass in a lot of uh, countries uh, in Europe because eventually it is going to be connected to your own personal carbon output. Yeah, true story. Along with so many other aspects of tracking and tracing and controlling you through your money, through the new digital money, the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, that is programmable money that can turn off at any time. If you're not being obedient enough, um, all of your biometrics, every place you've ever worked, your current employment, your education, your um, any rest history, uh, medical records, everything, all of that, if you're up to date on all of your injections, everything in a full-fledged digital ID and the green pass and the vax passports, they are creating the infrastructure for that to happen. And that is why we need to uh, stand up against these things. Um, in Bulgaria, protests in January 12th stormed a parliamentary building in opposition to the green pass and other restrictions. Attempts to enter parliament resulted in clashes with police and multiple arrests. Similar events transpired recently in Romania, where on December 21st, 2021, protesters attempted to enter Romania's parliament as part of a protest against proposed legislation making the Green Pass mandatory for workers, meaning you can't even go to work if you don't have it, which is actually what's currently in place in Italy. Disagreements that have since followed between the parties, which compromise Romania's governing, which comprise Romania's governing coalition, have resulted in talks on this proposed policy coming to a standstill. Notably, Bulgaria and Romania have the lowest and second lowest COVID vaccination rate in the EU as of this writing. Herd immunity as official policy, question mark. <clears throat> as attempted moves toward wide ranging vaccine mandates and broader implementation of vaccine passports appear to be floundering in Europe, such hesitation has increasingly been accompanied by ever more vocal suggestions that a form of herd immunity via natural infection stemming from the rapid spread of the milder Omicron variant should be considered at the policymaking level. In Israel, for instance, a country that was among the first to move forward with a mass vaccination and booster campaign against COVID, health officials are, mull health officials are mulling a mass infection model. Now, Israel, they're already on their fourth shot. 
which experts are coming out and saying and health public health officials are saying and doctors are saying uh may actually be really bad and overtaxing for the immune system to get so many injections in such a brief period of time. On January 11th, EU regulators who had previously supported the administ administration of COVID booster shots every three months had a sudden about face. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. Warning about the dangers the continued administration of boosters could pose for the human immune system. The same that same day, the World Health Organization issued a remarkably similar warning stating that, quote, a vaccination strategy based on repeated booster doses of the original vaccine composition is likely to be is unlikely to be appropriate or sustainable, end quote. Just one day prior, on January 10th, Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez suggested European officials should move towards treating COVID as an endemic illness, calling for a debate on the issue and for a move away from the detailed pandemic case tracking system in place since early 2020. Dr. Clive uh, Dix, former chairman of the UK's vaccine task force, um, Nick Mokes, chief investment officer of the Welcome Trust, Britain's largest um, independent funder of medical research, made similar remarks. Moak suggested coronavirus be treated like the common cold. Meanwhile, certain European countries appear to be shifting away from considering a mandatory vaccination policy for their populations. Irish Prime Minister Michael Martin said his country will maintain a system of voluntary vaccination, while Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croo said his intention to give people a free choice, quote-unquote free choice on the matter. It's very interesting. Um, I mean, these are countries with super, super high compliance of vaccination. Um, so take this for what it's worth. This shift is occurring despite remarks uh, made on December 1st, 2021 by Ursula von der Leyen, president of the EU commission, who said it is time to potentially think about mandate, quote, it's time to, quote, potentially think about mandatory vaccination within the European Union. And to have a discussion about this possibility. Whoa. So you have globalists. Hello. You have global governance crew people like Ursula von der Leyen uh, of the EU Commission, president of the EU Commission, talking about wanting mandatory vaccine for the entire European Union. Meanwhile, you have countries, nation state level, wanting to roll things back in certain places and wanting to double down in other places. Like, here we go. Punitive measures continue elsewhere. I'll see if anybody's in the chat. Anything going on? All right. We got some more folks here. Juliet Nichols says, no vaccine means your movement is restricted. Makes me so uncomfortable. Ugh. Makes me uncomfortable, too. It also makes me angry. All right. We got Driggs Farms. What's up? Uh, fuck yeah, JFOD. Fuck yeah, right back to you. Um, we're doing this article all about uh, kind of roundup of what's going on in Europe with um, with COVID restrictions. Punitive measures continue elsewhere. The gradual shift away from vaccine mandate policies in Europe and elsewhere is far from uniform, with punitive restrictions and policies continuing to be implemented in several countries. In Italy, for instance, mandatory vaccination was expanded on January 5th to everyone age 50 and older. The unvaxxed will face a potential fine ranging from 600 to 1,500 euros. It's crazy in Italy, man. 
French President Emmanuel Macron, another global governance World Economic Forum cutout stooge tool bag. Um, I didn't say that in the article. French President Emmanuel Macron made waves in an interview with the Le Parisien newspaper on January 4th, justifying the implementation of his country's green pass by stating, quote, I really want to piss them off and will carry on doing this to the end. And that irresponsible people, the unvaccinated, are no longer citizens. Yeah, way to go, dude. Way to create an other, an entire group. Despite uproar and protest that his comments generated, Macron later doubled down on these remarks. On January 11th, the premier of the Canadian province of Quebec, Francois Legault, stated adults who refuse the COVID vaccine will face a, quote, significant, end quote, financial penalty. This st- I've heard that it's uh, four or $5,000, uh, and I don't know how often. This statement came on the heels of remarks made on January 7th by Canadian Health Minister uh, Jean Jeves de Close, when asked whether mandatory vaccination was on the horizon in Canada, uh, Duclos stated, quote, I personally think we will get there at some point. Canada is also very, very reactionary about this stuff uh, with COVID policy. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau previously stated in May 2021 that, quote, we're not a country that makes vaccination mandatory, end quote. Yeah. Have you seen the things that Trudeau's been saying? He's such a uh, authoritarian, crazy, fascistic ruler. It's nuts. Um, other countries have resorted to more extreme, albeit temporary measures. Non-vaccinated individuals in one Australian state, the Northern Territory, were recently required to stay home for a four-day period with limited exceptions. The conclusion of this four-day ban coincided with the launch of vaccine passports in the territory. Okay. Ridiculous. And in the Philippines, the country's president, Rodrigo Duterte, called for the arrest of non-vaccinated citizens who venture outside their homes in light of what he described as the galloping spread of the coronavirus. Okay, so this is where roads lead. They wrote the roads lead to power hungry dictators like Rodrigo Duterte of the Philippines, who is using COVID as a pretense to crack down on all sorts of civil liberties in people's lives to a ridiculous, ridiculous, violent degree. And this is the road we're potentially on if we don't stand up because power concedes nothing without an ask. And the truth is we really, really need to stand up and, uh, and not allow this shit to happen. Listen to this. This nevertheless, I'm sorry, not without an ask. Power concedes nothing without a demand. This this nevertheless may represent a milder stance on the part of Duterte, who in April 2020 empowered the police and military with shoot-to-kill orders against lockdown violators. Wow. That's the Philippines, guys. And don't think, oh, that can never happen here. Look at Australia. Australia has slipped into an authoritarian totalitarian state um, with crazy restrictions and we never thought that could happen, but it has. So it's worth looking at. 
So that for anybody who's interested, because we never get that information over here. We never get to hear about what's going on in Europe. You really have to seek it out on your own or know about the alternative news outlets that have it. So I hope people listening on the podcast, people listening on the different streaming platforms found that interesting and worthwhile. Because I think it's good to know because this is a, a global situation we're dealing with. Uh, you know, no country is uh, an island onto its own, so to speak. Um, so yeah, so that is the first piece. Um, let's see. Oh, JJ's in the chat now. They really wanted to dehuman us, dehumanize us as much as possible. Yes, they do. They certainly do. And, uh, we're not going to let them do it because we are smarter than them. We're better than them. And they're just a bunch of control freak monsters. And they don't get to have their way because we're not trying to control them. We just want to live our lives uh, with some dignity and some freedom and some compassion for each other. And they want to control every aspect of our lives and control all the resources of the world because they're a bunch of uh, psychopaths. That's pretty much it. We don't have to overthink it, man. So let's see here. Let's get into the second article. Why not? All right. So, yeah, that was the first piece. Hope you guys found it worthwhile, found it interesting. Um, that's what's going on throughout all of Europe. Uh, and. Yeah. So now this next article is about what's going on in college campuses. And it's basically is entitled. Let's see. Let's pull it up. Parents of college kids fed up with shut up and comply mandates. Fair enough, man. Could you imagine being a college student right now and having to deal with all this stuff? Just the constant testing, masks every place, um, mandated vaccinations, probably mandated boosters in some of these schools already. Actually, not even probably, definitely. Um, social distance. I mean, you're trying to you're trying to be in college, man. You're trying to have that college experience, as they say in the article a couple times. Um, so yeah, so let's get into the second one. Let me pull it up here. Cool. Awesome. Here we go. Parents of college kids fed up with shut up and comply mandates. Okay. In an interview Wednesday with Fox and Friends. Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, actually having to reference uh, Fox and Friends, guys. That's how upside down the world is right now. But here we go. Um, parents of university students expressed growing concerns that mandatory vaccines, face masks, and discriminatory practices far outweigh the risks of getting COVID. Yeah, because they freaking do. And this is by Megan Redshaw. Oh, I should say, everybody make sure, uh, these are great, this is a great uh, news outlet called The Defender, which is part of Children's Health Defense News. So you can go to childrenshealthdefense.org. That's childrenshealthdefense.org. 
uh, and check out uh, a lot of people's great work and check out the work of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's doing really great stuff. Um, here we go. From vaccine and booster mandates to restricting what students can do off campus, a growing number of universities are forcing students to jump through hoops in hopes of avoiding an increase in COVID cases. But some parents say these restrictions are unwarranted and are negatively impacting their child's college experience. Uh, yeah, no shit, man. In an interview Wednesday with Fox and Friends, parents of university students expressed growing concerns that mandatory vaccines, face masks, and discriminatory practices far outweigh the risks of getting COVID. Dr. Dwayne Dexter, the father of a sophomore at the University of Delaware, said every student was required to get a COVID test before starting the winter uh, session, whether they were vaccinated or not. And now the university is mandating all students receive a booster before the spring semester. So they're mandatory that people get a booster. Kids that very rarely uh, get particularly sick at all from COVID have to get a booster. And the booster is of the original strain that isn't even around anymore. So it doesn't do anything. And they're only saying the efficacy of the booster is 10 weeks. And people that get the booster still catch COVID anyway. Why are they mandating the booster? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. He's under a tremendous amount of stress, quote, he's under a tremendous amount of stress trying to understand what the booster shot means. Um, is the school going remote, Dexter said? He's really trying to deal with the restrictions that have been in place for the past year and a half. Dexter said he feels parents are, quote, standing in the woods shouting at nobody that these shut up and comply mandates are starting to impact the social and emotional well-being of kids. They really aren't having that college experience, he said. Dexter explained, if you look at the data out there today, are any of these mandates really impacting the infection and transmission rate of COVID? And they're not. Our kids are in the age group where the impact on COVID on their health is very, very minimal. And I don't think anybody is measuring or evaluating what is the psychological toll on these kids versus what the mandates are doing to impact their health against COVID? Well put. Fair enough. I agree. Greg Luttrell, the father of a junior at the University of Memphis, said his daughter transferred from the University of Tennessee when learning was moved online. Quote, for her to have to pay for housing on campus, to have to go to the cafeteria to get takeout food and to wear a mask every where outside of her room, she just didn't feel that was the college experience. Yeah, Luttrell said. They weren't even sure there would be football games or whether they could have any social interaction or spend any time together. Although the University of Memphis does not require COVID vaccinations, masks are mandated, and the school uses COVID daily symptom monitoring. Anyway, these masks, I mean, so many studies have come out showing that these masks do not work. They are not statistically significant in stopping the transmission of COVID-19. Yet we wear them like these little blankets, like our little comfort blankets, um, as we get lied to by the public health officials and the government and the media about how we need to mask up. It's unbelievable. Um, even though finally one of them came out, Leanna Wen, this CNN medical analyst, saying that wearing a cloth mask is little more than a facial decoration. Uh, but we don't go into the direction of being like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't wear masks. We go in the other direction and be like, oh, now we all have to wear N95s, so we're suffocating ourselves, uh, even though those don't stop the transmission. 
but we like to feel safe if they do. Uh, do we not see these masks as dehumanizing and degrading and isolating and alienating and muzzling? I mean, that's how I view them. Although the university of Memphis does not require COVID vaccinations, masks are mandated and the school uses COVID daily symptom monitoring. Okay, cool. See if anything's going on in the chat. Cool. Cool. All right. A few more folks have entered. Welcome. Thanks for being in here for this surprise evening stream. Christina Kristen is the mother of a freshman at the university of California, Irvine, where COVID vaccines, booster shots and wearing face masks indoors are mandatory. The university also requires weekly COVID tests for unvaccinated students. So othering the unvaccinated, that's great. Shaming them. Quote, my son has been subjected to what can only be described as discriminatory protocols, having to be tested weekly and being subjected to different isolation protocols from those who are vaccinated, uh, Kristen said. In addition to that, I think the strict masking protocols in their dorms are kind of reaching these absurd levels where they have to cite each other if the mask is slightly under the nose and get these citations. Ugh. Kristen said it is a living situation that is far less than the experience a parent would hope their child would have during their college years. Kristen, a Children's Health Defense board member, said from the beginning, everybody knew and data showed students are the lowest risk population on the planet. She explained, quote, it's a, stratis- it's a stratified risk all around. You have basically virtually zero risk to the students between the ages of 16 to 25 of COVID, but you have massive risks for the adverse effects from the vaccines where they are showing that they're having myocarditis, pericarditis, thrombocytopenia, all these pretty serious adverse effects from vaccines. And on top of that, they're showing the highest vaccinated countries in the world, such as Israel, Iceland, Gibraltar, Gibraltar, have in fact the highest cases and death rates. So this is very, very alarming that as the global data is showing what is happening with the vaccinations, they're going on with this agenda, end quote. Well said. Think about that. They pose very little to no risk from COVID, from getting COVID. But there is much more risk. Even if you want to say it's a marginalized risk, there is more risk from uh, what can happen, adverse effects from the injection for kids that age group. I don't understand why people can't just under like let this go. Let your mass injection agenda go get rid of it stop and so many people defend it so many people do so many just regular folks are up in arms about this or just like totally buying into the narrative it's nuts students parents faculty urge colleges to drop booster mandates yeah the booster mandates make no sense i've already explained that as the defender reported January 10th, more than 325 students, parents, alumni, faculty, faculty and staff at Cornell University signed an open letter to the university's president and board of trustees asking Cornell to drop its COVID vaccine booster mandate. 
The authors of the petition argued Cornell's own data highlights that vaccination, even with the booster, has very limited capability in stopping virus transmission. Yeah, it's your own data, Cornell. Here we go. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. tweeted, 325-plus student parents, uh, alumni, faculty, staff of Cornell University signed open letter to university's president, board opposing Cornell's COVID booster mandate warning. University would have to bear responsibility for death slash disability caused by vaccines. Fair enough. <clears throat> As of late December, the school had identified more than 1,600 COVID positive cases with every case of the Omicron variant to date found in fully vaccinated students, a portion of whom had also received a booster shot. So, yeah, Omicron uh, escapes the vaccination and it escapes the booster. Hello? Uh, in all likelihood, also probably escapes natural immunity. But guess what? If you get it, it's like getting the fucking cold and then you have immunity against that and also Delta and the older strains, which is a good thing. Hello. The petition, the petition raised concerns that Cornell is ignoring natural immunity in favor of mandating a booster, quote, based on older variants, which Cornell knows is ineffective at stopping the spread of COVID-19 in the Cornell uh, in the Cornell community. There it is. It's based on older variants. The booster is based on older variants. The booster is based on older variants. Hello, why would anybody get it? It makes no sense. In addition to Cornell, more than 300 Boston College parents, students, alumni, faculty, and staff signed a petition on January 3rd to the college, college's president, Father William Leahy, opposing the college's one-size-fits-all COVID booster mandate because it fails to recognize natural immunity. Fair enough. This new mandate was issued even though more than 97% of the campus was fully vaccinated by mandate. And despite the fact that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has not changed the definition of fully vaccinated to include a booster shot. The petition requ requests the college create rational off ramps to the policy to protect individuals with, quote unquote, hybrid immunity and those with seriologically verified evidence of robust COVID-19 antibody immunity. Cornell and Boston College are just two of many elite universities and colleges now mandating indiscriminate COVID vaccine boosters across the board. Unreal. Why do they want to do this to our kids? Why do they want to do this to our young adults? What is the point? It's control. It's because you can see what you can get away with, and then you keep taking more and more and more and more. Man, it's got to be rough to be a college student these days in one of these schools. That's got to be nuts. Because they are just making you just live this draconian, bullshit, dystopian, biosecurity state existence, man. Um, Yeah. Pisses me off. Makes me sad. Again, like JJ said in the chat, they really wanted to humanize us as much as possible. It's true. So we got one more article going. Um, this one is entitled. Let me pull it up. 
Let me see here. Yeah. Okay, hold on. This is interesting. So this is happening. This happened today, the 19th, January 19th. Let me see. Okay. UK ends vaccine passports, mask mandates, as prime minister faces calls for resignation. Whoa. This is wild. This is interesting. Um, I'm excited to hear it. Also skeptical, of course, skeptical. Uh, but let's read it. UK ends vaccine passports. That means no more. They didn't call it the green pass, but no green passes. Mask mandates. Okay. As prime minister faces calls for resignation. UK prime minister Boris Johnson today ended pandemic restrictions. He instituted just last month, citing a drop in COVID cases. Some suggested the move was politically motivated as calls for his resignation increased in the wake of a scandal over alleged parties in uh, number 10 Downing Street during the pandemic. Yeah, so that's a big story that is. uh, That is a big scandal that he was like having a bunch of parties, uh, you know, in the uh, at 10 Downing Street. That's where the uh, that's where the prime minister lives uh, in uh, in the UK. Um, And so. Yeah, so now they're thinking that he's like doing this as a way to get out of to try to not get uh to not have to resign but it seems that just seems weird uh and like pretty on the nose and plus i don't know how many people in his government support this the rollback i don't know what's going on with this but let's see uk prime minister boris johnson today ended all plan b pandemic restrictions in the uk including working from home vaccine passports and mask mandates for public spaces including schools. God, how nice would it be if we did that? Oh my God. We're expanding vaccine passports into more cities, uh, recently expanded into DC, recently expanded into Boston, recently expanded into Minneapolis. Uh, So we're doing like a creep of the vaccine passports um, in a way in blue cities where there's very little pushback against them. Uh, Of course, New York, of course, LA, I believe Chicago. Uh, I'm not sure about Chicago. Uh, in announcing the change, Johnson said, quote, the cabinet concluded that because of the extraordinary booster campaign, together with the way the public has responded to the Plan B measures, we can return to Plan A in England and allow Plan B regulations to expire. Okay, so they're trying to say it's a reward for everybody getting boosted and stuff like that. See, it's like, see? Compliance will be rewarded. If you're all compliant enough, then we will reward you with your, you know, your basic freedoms that you should have anyway, no matter what, that are inalienable, that are part of your basic human rights. Now you get to have those back for a little while, for a little while. Johnson first announced the Plan B measures on December 8th, 2021. Measures took effect December 15, 2021, after passing a parliament vote. The ending of the restrictions means workers are due back in the office Thursday. The Department for Education also will end requirements tomorrow 
for face masks in classrooms. Mandates for vaccine passports to access businesses or public places will expire next Wednesday without renewal, the prime minister announced, as will public mask mandates. Health Secretary Sajid Javid called the relaxation of measures a major milestone, adding, quote, but it's not the end of the road and we shouldn't see this as the finish line because we cannot eradicate this virus and its future variants, end quote. Javid added, instead, we must learn to live with COVID in the same way we have to live with the flu. We will be setting out our long-term plan for living with COVID this spring. The unexpected announcements came in the wake of signs the Omicron wave has peaked in the UK. Dr. Susan Hopkins, chief medical advisor to the UK Health Security Agency, told a Downing Street uh, news conference, told a Downing Street news conference, the latest seven-day average of COVID cases was 93,200. Actually, 10 Downing Street. I think that's where the prime minister lives, but I'm not sure if it's where he lives or if that's where... That's where Parliament is. I'm sorry about that. I, I can't remember. Dr. Susan Hopkins, chief medical advisor to the UK Health Security Agency, told a Downing Street news conference the latest seven-day average of COVID cases was 93,200, compared with almost 225,000 on December 29th, 2021. Okay. She said hospital cases were back down to below 20,000 while there were only 703 uh, on mechanical ventilators, levels not seen since last July. Omicron is, quote, Omicron is, quote, not the same disease we were seeing a year ago, end quote, and high COVID death rates in the UK are now history. Uh, Sir John Bell, professor of medicine at Oxford University and leading immunologist said, Howard Holland, president of Children's Health Defense, I'm sorry, Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense, commented, quote, while we welcome the prime minister's statement to lift draconian COVID restrictions in the UK, we believe this victory is this quote, this parentheses, I'm sorry, this quote, victory through COVID defeat, end quote, narrative raises more questions then it answers, why now? Has the science really changed? Who is calling the shots? These are good questions. I'm, I'm, this is very interesting that this is happening. Um, quote, children's health defense will continue to seek truthful answers and real accountability for the harmful lockdown policies of the COVID pandemic era. Okay. Some suggest that the timing of Johnson's announcement is politically motivated as calls for his resignation increased Tuesday in the wake of Partygate. Uh, the scandal over numerous alleged parties in number 10 Downing Street during the pandemic in breach of government lockdowns. Yeah, way to go. He's apologized for it. He's not even denied it. He's apologized profusely for it, that they were having parties and bringing in like uh, cases of wine and suitcases and sneaking them in and everything like that. That's unbelievable. Do as I say, not as I do. One rule for me, another for thee. The announcement also came after the prime minister received a petition on Monday signed by more than 200,000 people demanding an end to vaccine passports. We got to sign it. We got to get a petition going for that. 
Despite also receiving a petition signed by 160,000 healthcare workers, Johnson said vaccination requirements for healthcare workers and the mandatory testing of travelers to the UK will remain in effect. These poor healthcare workers, they're getting it all over the place, man. And it doesn't make sense. You go, oh, well, they're around. So who are you doing it for? Let's say you're doing it for their own good, You're are you saying? Because they're around sick people a lot. What if they don't want it? Can't they be arbiters of their own their own good? Don't they get that bodily autonomy? Plus, they most likely have natural immunity from being uh, exposed to from ha- exposed to COVID nineteen. Why is that not taken into account? I mean, you and how? What a way to what a way to bankrupt and destroy our healthcare systems by pushing so many of our healthcare workers out of it and firing them over these mandates or making them quit and leave. Is this a purposeful way to destroy the healthcare system? Whether it is or isn't, that's the effect. And they say, oh, no, the hospitals are overwrought. That's not with COVID patients. It's not. It's not with COVID hospitalizations. It is with understaffed hospitals. That is what's going on. Don't allow yourselves to get manipulated by this bullshit narrative, man. Enough is enough. You know, vegan succubus, what is up back in the chat? No problem being late. Sorry, I'm late. Good evening and happy Wednesday. All love from Washington state. Yeah. Much love back to you. Sorry. I, I, uh, threw threw everybody off doing an evening, uh, stream, but I just wanted to do this. I wanted to get out some articles from children's health defense from the defender, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s publication. We went over some good stuff. Um, hope you're well. Cool. Dixon McKee says VOI FYI, which I don't know what VOI is, but uh, that's okay. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So that's what we covered. We covered today a couple things. We covered as protests erupt, some countries backtrack on COVID mandates while others double down, showing everything that's going on in Europe. Uh, in terms of which countries are getting more draconian, which ones are rolling things back. Um, we covered uh, parents of college kids fed up with shut up and comply mandates. Fair enough. And we covered this very interesting also uh, article about how the UK ends vaccine passports, mask mandates as the prime minister faces calls for resignation. Um, one possible explanation of what's going on here, I'm not sure, but there was an interesting Interesting tweet from somebody that I want to pull up uh, real quick. Let me see if I could find that. Hey, what's up, everybody? Okay. This was interesting. For all of this to come out of the UK, let me pull this up. Let me make that full screen so you guys can see it. This is a tweet by Bruce Fenton. Looks like he's got a substack at brucefenton.substack.com. And he says, the predatory parasitic world controllers and their minions aren't about to throw in the towel and scurry off into the shadows. We are witnessing a limited retreat for consolidation and fortification purposes. They've captured a huge amount of territory slash freedom. Don't capitulate. 
Yeah. Something to be aware of. Something to definitely be aware of because, uh, yeah. Power concedes nothing without a demand. These people want more and more power. They want to put in more and more restrictions. Uh, the narrative is starting to crumble on them. They've admitted a number of aspects of the narrative uh, are, are BS. Things like um, they finally admitted, like, let's figure out the numbers of people who died with COVID compared to from COVID. Uh, let's see, people who died, uh, who were hospitalized from COVID compared to with COVID. These are important questions because the numbers have been inflated, man, which led to the lockdown policies, which carved out the middle class, allowed for huge corporate consolidation, and they can do it to us again and again and again and again. And the vaccine passport is being used to create the infrastructure for the full-fledged digital ID, which is going to control every aspect of our life and surveil us like we've never been surveilled before. And we can't let this happen, man. So that's what's going on. We're approaching an hour. So I'm going to say thanks to everybody who is supporting these streams. Thanks to everybody who's listening on the podcast. Uh, the plan is to be back tomorrow with something else. And I hope that everybody has a uh, wonderful day, evening, wherever you are. And uh, yeah, you guys rock. Okay, bye.